My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. So before we get to today's episode with Winter Pitts, who is just amazing, I have a quick update on the Bible Bells front, everybody. So today in the mail, we got the cover for our new book, Deborah, the Bell of Leadership. I am holding it in my hands right now. And I wish this was a video because I just want to show it to you. It is stunningly beautiful in every way. I cannot wait to get these books into the hands of girls all over the place and for girls to experience the story of Deborah. She is awesome. So um, the other announcement that I wanted you to be aware of is that we also just finished the book trailer that gives you all the details about our partnership that's coming up with World Vision around this book release. So to watch the book trailer, you can do that at BibleBells.com slash Deborah, and it gives you all the details about the buy one, give one, uh, where the books are going to be donated. So we would love you to watch that video. Again, BibleBells.com slash Deborah, and then email us, reach out. Um and let us know what you think. You can do that at hello at biblebells.com or find us on um, Instagram or Facebook or wherever. That's where we hang out mostly. Anyway, guys, um, so excited over the next couple of weeks to be able to share these updates on Deborah and World Vision and everything we have going on. But now, please enjoy our newest podcast episode with the amazing Winter Pitts. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Winter Pitts. Winter is the founder of For Girls Like You magazine and the author of several amazing resources that are very popular in the Weideman household, For Girls Like You, Your God's Girls, Devotionals for Tweens, and her most recent book, She Is Yours, Trusting God as You Raise the Girl He Gave You. She is the proud wife of Jonathan and mom to four little girls, and her mission is to empower and equip girls to walk boldly into becoming who God has created them to be and to provide parents with the resources and support they need to raise strong Christ followers. Winter, welcome to Heroes for Her. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So, so nice. Winter, just um, for to get us started, will you give us just a little bit of insight into your childhood, mom, dad, family? What was life growing up? Uh, or what was life like for you guys growing up? That's so funny because that part, like to say like a little intro, it's kind of a heavy intro. <laughs> so I <laughs> totally. grew up um, in the inner city in Baltimore, Maryland. My mom uh, raised my brother and I along with my grandmother and lots of support from our family. But there was no father in the picture. My dad was um, addicted to drugs and was outside of our home ever since I was one years old. So um, just kind of typical urban inner city childhood of uh Lots of poverty and crime and drugs kind of all around us. But my mom was a believer. And so our home was always faith-filled and hopeful because of uh, because of our relationship with Christ. What so. did you notice specifically about the way your mom lived her life that, that you feel like really impacted your own experience with God and the faith that you now have? Uh, she, My mom, just given the circumstances, she had lots and lots and lots of reasons to um, just react in different ways. I mean, she could have reacted and, uh, you know, just rebelled against God. She could have done lots, gone in lots of different directions. However, she was 
consistent in her faith. Um, it, it just drove everything that she did. Her relationship with Christ, just her personal relationship drove everything she did. And so even though she could have been hopeless, she it never seemed that way. I mean, we had a very um, hopeful childhood and just, you know, fun home. Um, she was totally selfless. So I remember her not not having lots of things, but still always being willing to give like anything to anybody. And as an eight-year-old or nine-year-old, 10-year-old, I, I was so confused. I was like, why is she so kind? Like things that not, you know, didn't seem like they should be great. But she always just was willing to just uh, be selfless in, in her actions. So what are, so, you know, growing up in that environment, how did you make your way up and out of that situation? And where did you God, where did you see God moving in your early adulthood? Um, <clears throat> sorry, my, it's just my mom's faith actually speaks a lot to this because we, you know, didn't have any money. I was, I was always kind of known as the smart one in school and just in the family. Like they always used to, just used to tease me because I was, you know, was really into reading and um, was just kind of a bookworm, I guess. So my elementary, like fifth grade teacher, I took some standardized tests and my teacher just said like, hey, you know, I think winter should get tested for one of these, you know, elite like private schools. And my mother, like, just was like, okay, no, we couldn't afford it. Like we didn't have a car to get me there, but she took me like to get testing at this school. Um, and it just, it ended up just completely changing the trajectory of my life with um, just my standards and expectations on what I, you know, what, what I could accomplish or what life could look like outside of our inner city. Um, so my mom just took me for that. We got, I got into the school with scholarship through and, um, yeah, so that was kind of what changed things and how God opened doors in that direction. Now, it wasn't until now that I can look back and say, like, wow, God, like, you really created that path all along the way. At the time, it just, um, I lived kind of two different lives, even in my Christian, my home was like Christian life, faith, like faith walk, but then I would go to school and took a bus two hours away and, and I kind of put all things faith on the back burner. And so it wasn't until I got to college, probably actually even a little bit after college and really just joined it out when we got married, that um, serious personal relationship with Christ and growth started to take place in my own heart and life as I began to you know, raise a family and have kids and, and life. And I remembered all the things about my childhood and just was God was just faithful to to guide me back and back to him into personal relationship. I totally hear so much of my own journey in what you just said. Cause I, I mean, like having walked away from my faith, but having those pillars to hold on to from childhood, like things like going to church and just hymns and different things you would talk about when you were younger, like I completely walked away from and then made my way back in my early twenties. Then Brent entered the picture. So I sort of like hear some parallels there. What, yeah. was, what was your relationship with Jonathan like in that early season? Like, were you both believers? Was it an immediate like connection that you two had? Yeah, it's funny because I wouldn't even saying it now, like at the time, I wouldn't even say that I walked away. I still, you know, went to, I found a church on campus and was kind of going, but I wasn't living like, you know, <laughs> like a believer or, or really trying to seek, you know, growth or anything. So it was funny when John and I met, we actually met at a party, like, um, and both of us, we didn't know at the time, but now we're like, both of us knew better. Like he grew up in a Christian home and not because it was a party, but just the lifestyle that we were living. But we, you know, he grew up in a Christian home, faith filled and got to college and kind of did the same thing and just, you know, wasn't growing and just kind of walked away and doing his own thing. And so when we both met, it was an instant connection because he would say things about his family or his home or church or whatever. And I would be like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like my, like 
That sounds just like my life or my mom or my mom used to say that Bible verse or, you know, like my mother never let me do that either. So it was just all these common um, factors that we had that even though, you know, we found each other in different and very distant relationship from Christ, those like foundational things were still there. And it actually just brought us together because it was like, wait, this is actually what I was supposed to be looking for. (laughs) So (laughs) I love how God brings those people to you at exactly the right time, too. Yeah. <laughs> so good. How long after you guys got together, you know, you've been married and you're working on your relationship, did did the kids come? Oh, that's so funny. We got together, we got so we um we were dating for eight months and then we got engaged and then we were engaged for our entire senior year of college and then two weeks after graduation we got married. Um about eight weeks after our honeymoon, I was pregnant. <laughs> and so we <laughs> started having kids right away. And then that kind of, that was pregnant. And then within like five years, we had all four girls. So things just moved really, really quick, which our plan was to wait five years to even start having children. Um, but we like waited, you know, I don't know, three weeks, maybe. Five seconds, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love how God does that. Um, what did, I mean, and obviously you've got four girls, like what do your days look like in a house? And I'm wondering too, from Jonathan's perspective, like being in a house with all these girls all the time, like how does that look? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, just close your eyes and times yours, like times three, times three or four, actually, because um, we have twins in there. So it's, it's just, it's, it is, it is great um, in a lot of ways. I mean, girls are just precious and they're fun and just a different, I've enjoyed all the seasons. Like my oldest is 13 now, so they're 13, 11, and now twins are eight. And so each like stage and season, there are things that I just love about um, just their, their, the purity in them and their desire to just kind of seek and learn and have fun with or whatever. But at the same time, that level of fun can, is just the most chaotic and emotionally tense times like ever. <laughs> like, so this week, John and I always laugh because we're like the same level of like that they like have fun with, they fight with. Like, so it's just intense moments all the time. And then it's just funny for me because I'm, I am naturally kind of an introvert and I love my quiet time and I love just kind of my space and just moments of to just sit and drink coffee and stare at nothing. And none of my girls are like that. And so they are always on. I mean, they wake up just like ready to like tackle life like the day. And I'm just like, where's my quiet time? <laughs> like I, I hardly ever get that. Um, now it's getting a little easier because they're older, but at the, when they were younger, it was just nonstop action, laughter and tears like on both ends. So and I don't know, Jonathan, he probably, he just spends his days just kind of seeing what, where everybody else lands emotionally and, <laughs> and, fil- <laughs> and filtering his comments yeah, through, <laughs> through that. <laughs> so like that, all that energy and, and the laughter and the fighting and every, like the whirlwind of parenting four girls inside one home, you know, different ages, lots of different things going on. You've got the element of twins. Like when did you feel inspired to found the magazine? Like was was that writing and that, I mean, you talked about quiet time and just, you know, kind of separating yourself from all of that and having quiet moments to talk with the Lord and hear from him. Like, was the magazine and the start of it super intentional or did it just kind of happen? No, there was absolutely no intention um, with that. It's just, I've always loved to write and and um, just given my background and how like I felt like God sent me to this this certain school to get this great education and um, you know, that because I thought that he was going to do something, I thought I was going to have like some big career or do something really 
um, great. And I, you know, can go into my great was defined completely different at the time. And so when God told me to come home, uh, Alina was uh, about six years old. Maybe she was about four years old when I came home. And I, was, I just had our second daughter. And I felt like God was telling me to quit my job and to come home full time. And that made no sense to me because I was like, well, when am I going to do my great thing? Or like, how am I going to do that? Like home, you know, raising kids. And so, but I was obedient and I came home and I was um, pretty, you know, just, just going through the day, going through the motions of, of being a um, stay-at-home mom. And, but constantly on the side, just trying to rush through that season to get to whatever the great thing is that God was going to do in my life and mm. um, kind of hit a wall and just was like, okay, Lord, like nothing outside of raising my kids was happening. Like no business that I tried to start was, was going great. Nothing, you know, there was nothing else happening, but I felt like I was supposed to be home. And so it was just like a moment of surrender of like, okay, Lord, like if this is where you have me, then I guess this is, this is it. Like, I'll just be a mom. Like that's just what I'll do. And I say that now at the time I was not, it was like, really, I felt like I'll just be a mom. Like, great. Thank you, Lord. You know, like there was no, like, I'm going to be a mom and raise these girls. But it's funny because as I was doing that, when I really just surrendered my heart to like, okay, these are my girls and I'm just going to go in and start, you know, doing that. I was involved in all these mommy and me things. And just anytime I couldn't find what I was looking for, I would just, you know, research more and do more. And so the magazine came because I was looking for a resource for Alina was about six and she just was super intelligent um, and could read like the Bible. But you know, fun resources like that, that are that reading level are not always appropriate for six or seven year olds. And so I just thought like, okay, I'm, I had all these mommy friends cause I was in mommy world. And so I was like, I'm just going to create something, a little resource for her and some of her friends. And we'll do like a little book club with it. And slowly, like I just started moving my heart and Jonathan's heart to say, like, as I was doing that, it was like, oh wait, this is getting to be something different and something else. And um, he literally just took it. I didn't know what I was doing. I've never done, you know, magazine work or graphic design work or any of that. And so God just kind of took my little, like, I'm going to do this little book club and has grown it into like a, a like resource ministry. It's wild. So cool. I uh, wonder what some of the main challenges you faced were like, so you have this idea, you're going to create this for your daughter and it's going to like in your head, I totally am with you. Cause even when I started Bible bells, it was like, Oh, this will just be like a fun little side project I'll work on. And, you know, kind of in my free time. And, um, when you actually decided, okay, we're going to create this thing, you know, and you, and you made the first one and you're formatting it and you're putting it together, like what were some of the challenges you faced? <laughs> one of the very practical challenges was we had no money. And so even the design software, I had to keep like downloading a trial version <laughs> on different, on different like computers. So like, I remember Jonathan's sister was in town because I'd used my computer and reached the trial end or whatever. And I'd used Jonathan's computer and reached the trial end. And his sister was in town for like two weeks. And so I remember just like, I use your computer, like down to finish up this thing I'm working on. Um, and so that was just a funny, like we didn't even have, we didn't even own the software to be able to do the first one. And so then the next, you know, just trying to figure out like, okay, how are we going to print it? You know, like, what are we going to, do there and Kickstarter campaigns was like brand new when I was starting this and Jonathan for his job had done some um, some research on it for a project he was going to work on and he didn't end up using it and so he was like well we can't afford to print it but maybe we could do like a Kickstarter campaign so like we did that and so as we even moved into that it just felt like okay God's doing something like so I was expecting it to just be big like he's opening all these doors he's got us we can print it now like the design is done like God's going to do something big and it just was a very small, slow growth process. And so that's been, that was like the biggest just 
challenge and just feeling defeat, like, okay, Lord, I thought you wanted to do this, but somehow it still was just, even though it was bigger than me and just my four girls, it wasn't in my mind like big and I wanted it to be big and I wanted it to be big quick. Um, and so just learning to trust God and his timing through the process of all that, which is still continuing. You never actually outgrow that, I don't think. so. <laughs> totally. So after that first Kickstarter campaign, you know, you make the first one, doesn't go exactly how you hoped, but you press on and you keep going. Like, how have you watched, I mean, over the last several years, the, the magazine grow and change and expand into, you know, what it started as to what it's now? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just been, it's one of those, you always know it's a God story when you're kind of like, well, then that happened. And then I don't remember because something else happened. Like God just literally just has opened door after door from the people that we interview. Um, you know, just, it's just been social media. Like I'll just send a tweet and just say like, Hey, you know, this is so random. You don't know me and you have like a million followers. Would you mind like letting me interview you for this magazine I'm doing? Totally. And they reply and say yes. And I'm like, seriously, you know, like you will. Um, but so just continue to do like even just those things. And then just from doing the magazine and the consistency and the work with that, like the relationships that God has opened up through that. Um, and then just, you know, that led into publishing world with the, with the devotionals and the, the books, like, but it was because of just the small thing that I didn't see as being like that God was really going to use that opened the relationship doors and conversations from just other things that he had planned. And just one thing after the other, it's literally been sitting at a table and somebody says something. And I'm like, oh, well, I can, you know, and that turns into the next thing. So it's mm-hmm. just um, been awesome. And just watch. It literally has been unplanned on my part, but completely purposeful um, on what God is, has wanted to do. So. It's so cool because it was born out of something that you needed as a mom. You're going, okay, I see this need. I, I feel like I can create something that's going to provide value to my girls. And then so the magazine comes and the devotionals come and some of the books come and resources come after that. And then this most recent book I really want to talk about because literally it sits on my nightstand and I refer to it so often. Um, Brent has already read it twice. And I think we love it so much. And guys, for the book, if you're not familiar with this new title, it's called She Is Yours, Trusting God as You Raise the Girl He Gave You. I think what we love so much about this book, I mean, a lot of different things, but the the offering and the perspective from both you as the wife and mom and Jonathan as the husband and father, like it's it's really helpful to hear just your dual hearts, your your opinions, your you know thoughts about how to approach parenting and and not just parenting in general, but specifically parenting girls, you know, toward understanding who they are in Christ, what a relationship with Jesus even looks like. I think there's so much value in this book. So I wanted to ask you, like, you know, when the girls were born, did you right away say, okay, our focus for these girls and their lives is going to be finding God's dreams and purposes for them? Or did you, like, did you have to kind of talk yourself out of your own dreams for them? Was that sort of truth, you know, you know, guiding them toward God's dreams for their lives? Was that a truth for you guys from the beginning? Or did you learn it sort of along the way as you parented? I think it's a little of both because I'll, I'll say that our hearts from the beginning, I mean, I remember being pregnant with Alina and and that was my prayer. Like, Lord, let her have a heart for you. Like, you know, whatever you have your will in her life, like all these things that you say and that I really wanted and believed. But then as they got older and I had to watch that happen um, and sometimes in the smallest ways, because if we're raising Christ focused girls and that sometimes means that they aren't the most popular little girl or they aren't, you know, other kids aren't kind. So even just, watching that 
really happened, that's when it really became like, okay, I can't just say these words, but I have to literally like pray for God to help me surrender um, so that his, so that those words can actually become true in, in my heart and in their lives. So I think it's a little, just a both, a kind of, in my heart, it was always a prayer, but with our actions, it's been an ongoing learning process. It's so cool. Um, I think, and what's awesome about that is you guys have so many stories to share. Like, obviously, every little girl is different and her experiences and what she's going to go through and her personality and her attitudes and her approaches to life. They're all unique and so interesting and so different. And here you've got... I think we've got one of each in our house. So <laughs> No, totally, right? Where it's like, there's obviously not one formula, but that's why I like this book so much because you've got so many different experiences to share as they relate to girls with different personalities and attitudes. Attitudes. So are, are there, as far as like, you know, your approach to parenting obviously doesn't look the same for each of your girls, but how do you, you know, knowing their personalities and attitudes and the unique people God's created them to be like, how do you approach parenting with regard to having these four totally different people in your house? It's funny because I think it's, it's, you know, this is not like the, the, um, the old wise parenting, like this is the, what you do because for us, it really has been trial and error and a lot of apology. Um, we, it just is in a lot of surrendering to God. So it's just kind of trial and error. That, and I'm so sorry that I did not do that. Like I didn't do that. Mommy didn't handle that. Right. Um, and, and daddy didn't handle that. Right. And so we, that's kind of just been our model is we're doing the best we can and we're praying, we're asking God to guide us and to lead us. And sometimes we hit the mark and it's like, yes, God, you like, I, I heard you there. Like I really did that the right way. And then other times I try to do it and I respond and I'm like, she didn't, that wasn't exactly how I should have handled that with her. And I'm like, Lord, you forgive me, give me new direction, give me new guidance. And you know, Katie, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Help me. Like, you know, this is actually what we need to be doing. So just being very humble in our approach and just knowing that, we're all on this journey. Our kids are on this journey growing in Christ. And as parents, like I'm on this journey growing in Christ too. And so the same grace that Christ offers me, like in my parenting, I offer, we just try to offer that to the girls and we try to teach them to offer that back to us. So good. I know you have a lot going on, like moving into 2018. What are you most excited about doing this year? Is it speaking? Is it, are you working on some new resources? Like what does the next year look like for you? It's funny. Um, we've had a really busy couple of years. I mean, mm. it's. Well, I can say this because I know that it's only been God. But like within last year, I released four books, <laughs> and over the last two years, I think we've like it's it's a total of like nine books or something crazy in like a two and a half year period. So honestly, this year I'm looking forward to some speaking engagements. I'm looking forward to. I've got a couple of smaller, like just for girls like you, like a planner that I'm working on, and just some fun resources. But mostly, I'm excited to kind of just return to my mother, like to motherhood. Like I've got one daughter that I've brought home and I'm homeschooling her now and I'm excited to not have a lot of deadlines or, or things and to just kind of, kind of go back. Like I feel like God did that season and it's been great. And I'm, I know he's still doing things in that. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing some traveling and all that kind of stuff. But really I'm like, okay, well, like I want to bake cookies with my girls. Like I'm looking forward to doing that and kind of, it's been a while since I've just been able to completely focus on that. So. So awesome. I, um, I, I just love giving you a chance to share your heart and letting people know more about you. And that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Is just to, to shine a spotlight on people who are out there serving the Lord. We don't have it all figured out. You know, we're very humble in our approach. And um, I just, I love getting to highlight you and giving people a little insight into who you are and um, 
you know, the work that you're doing, not only to just create things and put them out into the world, but just, you know, you know, being at home, being with your kids and pouring into the lives of our girls in such a positive way. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you and all the work that you're doing um, as well. So I'm just grateful for a chance to be able to connect. Thanks so much, Winter. So at the end of each episode, we do something called the scoop. It is three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Oh, I know. The pressure's on, lady. All right. First question. Obviously, this podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love heroes. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Um, My... Uh, well, when I was a little girl, sorry. Okay. Cause I was going to say my mom, but at the time she, she was not, it was probably my, oh, this is hard. Probably I had a, uh, a aunt that I loved that was kind of a, um, she was a teenager when I was born. So she was kind of like a sister, but I just watched her. She was kind of the first, just, she has three girls and I watched her just do her thing. She was a cosmetologist and she had her own you know, um, hair studio and all this. And she was cute and had fun hair, you know? So as a little girl, I just remember like, she was kind of my, I like looked up to her completely and I still love her to death. So that was probably who I loved. Second question. What is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Um, to, to, these are hard Aaron. Okay. I have like three. I'll choose the one that we um, that I tried to live by when my twins were born. Somebody said to me, like, you're going to have to let go of the perfect in order to enjoy the reality. And I feel like that has just driven me what I want it to be. Not that I'm not going to still try to to make things happen, do whatever, but kind of letting go of the completely like striving for this perfect little world and my imagination, imaginary world in order to be able to enjoy the actual, the reality that's right in front of me. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? That's <laughs> <laughs> a family. Right. It's going to sound terrible and I don't mean it really, but I kind of do to be invisible. <laughs> what, you could sneak around? <laughs> <laughs> no, so that I could, so that I could actually be alone. <laughs> I was going to say, so when you have four girls going, mom, 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 <laughs> you could just like, you know, be unseen for a second. Yeah. I could just push a button and just disappear for a minute. Sometimes it only takes a minute of being away to be able to come back and be like, okay. You yes, don't have to hide in the bathroom. You can just hide where you are. <laughs> right. Winter, where is the best place for people to connect with you online? Find out more about for girls like you and everything you have going on. Uh, everything, social media handle and website is fourgirlslikeyou.com. Awesome. Thanks, Winter. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let